Welcome to the Gospel According to Star Trek podcast's 2021 Advent series. I'm Kevin C. Nice, and I'll be with you every Sunday this Advent as we seek out new life in the Advent of Christ. Father's cooking isn't as good as Mother's. He tries, though. Where is your mother? She died about a year ago. Father said she... She went to a beautiful place. Where everything is peaceful. And everyone loves each other. And no one ever gets sick. Do you think there's really a place like that? I do. A beautiful place where everything is peaceful and everyone loves each other and no one ever gets sick. Sounds like heaven sounds in all honesty like magic but data expresses belief in such a place however it's fairly clear within the context of the episode that the beautiful place he's thinking of is perhaps the place where he used to exist he's lost his memory in this episode and doesn't know where he comes from but he feels something within himself even as an android, that tells him that the things that this young lady talks about are possible. A beautiful place of peace. Perhaps that's because he's lived there within the Federation, on Earth, on the Enterprise. Certainly things are not always peaceful in any of those places. We see stories in those places all the time where the peace is violated, is broken by conflict, by disease, by famine, by war. And we recognize that as a truth of our own existence, but like data there is in us the sense that such a place can and perhaps does exist and perhaps also like data it's less a place at which we have arrived and more a place toward which we are working the star trek holds to a lot of ideals about peacefulness and restoration but we always have the sense that we're not quite there yet. No matter how lofty our sense of the 23rd or 24th century might be, we always know that things aren't as perfect as they could be. A perfect place almost sounds like a place we wouldn't want to go, a place where 
Perhaps nothing happens. After all, the reason there's conflict in Star Trek is that conflict makes story, makes narrative. And we, of course, are people of story as humans. And so we wonder if in a place of peace there would be anything for us but just perhaps sitting idly, strumming a harp, or singing to God. But I don't think that's at all the idea that is communicated by the concept of peace as best understood in Scripture. The word for peace in the Hebrew language is shalom. It's used as a greeting, a way to say hello, a way to say goodbye. It's used as a blessing. It's also a goal and an ideal. But it's not just peace. And even if that peace is more complex than we give it credit for, there's a sense of peacefulness that we could have. A space of rest and calm and quiet. That can be difficult to come by in our world. Ironically, it can be most difficult to come by at this time of year when we're supposed to be celebrating a season of peace. We get so busy, so preoccupied, so scheduled because there are so many special experiences we want to have that we can often lose out on the special experience of peacefulness, of quiet, of alone time, of quiet together time, of appreciating what it is that we have, where it is that we are, and whom it is that we are with. But that's important, so I encourage you to seek that out this Christmas season. But certainly peace also means reconciliation. Reconciliation between people who are in conflict. And, you know, it's ironic that at this time of year, we also often find ourselves in conflict because we find ourselves in close quarters, under stressful conditions, with emotions running high around people with whom we are close, who we care about, and with whom we might have some serious disagreements. And so it's often a balancing act in our families or even among our friends, trying to find that peace of reconciliation or at the very least avoiding conflict. But peace, of course, is not merely the absence of war, even when we're talking about moving away from conflict. Peace is true understanding between those parties who were in conflict. Peace is the two working together for a common aim, for a common goal. It's unity. But shalom is still more than that. Shalom refers to a wholeness, a completeness, 
a fullness of completion, a fullness of unity, where all things are made new and put right. A beautiful place where everything is peaceful. Not just calm and quiet, but truly conciliatory and convivial where we truly do join together and where all is renewed and restored. It's fascinating to think about that the word Shalom is actually a very important part of Star Trek, not just because it's about peace, but because it's about that hand symbol that Spock uses, that Vulcan salute, as it's called. Not everybody can do it. But it comes from Leonard Nimoy's Jewish heritage, something that he had seen at the Orthodox Sholo when he was a child, when he went with his grandparents. And it's a blessing. It comes from the Kohanim. And there are many reasons it exists the way it does. There are many ideas about what it symbolizes, but the one that Leonard Nimoy liked, the one that I like, says that it represents the Hebrew letter Shin, which makes the sh sound, and is at the first of many words that are important to us, like Shekhinah, which is the glory of God, or also in the Jewish tradition, the feminine aspect of God. It's also the first part of Shaddai, which is one of the names of God. It's also the beginning, of course, of Shalom. Leonard Nimoy mused often that he had caused everybody in Star Trek by drawing on his Jewish heritage. It caused fans and characters all throughout Star Trek to go around blessing each other. And I would say it's also interesting that they go around blessing each other in the name of the Shekinah and in the name of El Shaddai. But they are also blessing each other with a blessing and a hope for shalom, for wholeness, for completion. The greeting that we know from Vulcan tradition, peace and long life, to which the response is live long and prosper, is not unlike the Jewish greeting, Shalom Alechem, peace be upon you, and the response, Alechem Shalom, upon you, peace. The word peace is in the original, the first part of that greeting, peace and long life, and the second part, it's live long and prosper. But when we're speaking of shalom, the word peace and the word prosper, they go together because the peace of shalom is a peace of prospering. It's a peace of growth. It's a peace of flourishing. God's plan for us, God's design for us is to flourish is to grow, is to come to fullness, wholeness, 
completion, restoration, the lack of conflict, and the peaceful feelings, well, they come along with that. It's not everything that shalom means. Shalom is the fullness of the restoration of God, the perfection of creation, not a perfection that is so well ordered that it has no soul, but a perfection that is so well sold it doesn't need order. Because love is the law and the order of the day. And that is why peace reigns. It's a beautiful thought. And like so many things we talk about around this time of year and in Christian theology in general, it feels like it can be so far away. There and then not here and now, even in the scene we just heard. It sounds like a reference to heaven, to a place you go when you die. But Jesus' prayer, that he taught us to pray, was, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So if we look toward this heavenly ideal of peace, of shalom, if we can understand that and know what it is and create those peaceful moments for ourselves where in the quietness we can understand the depth and the breadth of that idea and of the calling of God toward it, of the move of the Spirit toward it, then we can begin to apply that to healing our conflicts, to reconciling, to becoming a people of conviviality and to work toward some sense of that hope, that healing, that peace, that shalom in our world right now where we live. See, the incarnation happened here in a definite place, in a definite womb, in a definite time on this earth in a definite person who walked around as real and as full and as rich as any one of us and came as the Prince of Peace, the Prince of Shalom, of restoration, of fullness, of wholeness, of completion. And so as we focus on that coming, as we think of that descending into our world of the peace of God, the shalom of God, we know that it's a foretaste of what's to come, a foretaste of the completion that God has in mind for all of us. And as we know well, God gets what God wants, and God wants shalom. So, as we work toward Christmas, this Advent season, my prayer for you is peace. Peace be upon you. Shalom Alechem. To you, my friend. Shalom, peace, is not just a there and then. Peace is a here and now. Peace is not an unreachable goal. Peace is not 
a hopeless wish. Peace is real. Peace came to be with us. Peace can live in us. Peace is Advent. And now may the love of God the Father, through the grace of Jesus Christ, and the peace of the Holy Spirit, be with you now and always, that you may truly live long and prosper. Mm -hmm.